typical 48. As the clock counts down to the year 2000, the overzealous wait with bated breath for the end of times, but when the calendar turns to January, all that really happens is a couple of credit card machines refuse to process sales, and a bank of slot machines at a casino in Delaware all quit working. A friend of a friend knows someone in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, where your friend, who is writing the bar memoir, lives, who needs a roommate, and you move in. Your room is fully furnished with the stuff from the previous tenant, the best friend of your new roommate, but best friend no more, as he started sleeping with his friend's girlfriend, who was also living in the apartment. The friend and the girlfriend having decamped. The common bathroom has no lights, so you buy some battery-powered lighting for use in the middle of the night. You've all but given up on hearing from your colleague's friend, and the new year brings the sober reality that you're starting from square one, writing-wise, but then an email arrives in your inbox from your colleague's friend in his capacity at Bloomsbury, USA, the American publishing arm of the British publisher that has made piles of dough publishing the Harry Potter books, asking if you'd be interested in having your novel published as a paperback original, meaning it wouldn't come out as a hardcover, and meaning that there wouldn't be a lot of review coverage, since paperback originals are rarely reviewed, but you hardly care about that, and you say yes, definitely, and your colleague's friend answers that, in that case, he'd like to acquire the book and publish it. Your new editor writes back with effusive praise for the novel and says he'll get an official offer to you in a day or two. Having seen publishing deals at Ober fall apart, you keep the great news of your impending publication to yourself, also genuinely afraid of jinxing the prospect, an idea you think ridiculous until your editor seems to disappear two days, three days, a week goes by with no word. You don't want to start your publishing relationship off panicking about the offer, so you busy yourself at work, glad that you didn't say anything to anyone about the email. The colleague you have in common with your new editor has long since left Ober, and so you have no insight into what's going on. You think about whether or not the book deal is real every second of every minute of the day. The rapper Puff Daddy is charged in the incident in the nightclub with Jennifer Lopez. All of the post-road editors begin soliciting work for their respective sections, fiction, poetry, nonfiction, theater criticism, and art. The band Rage Against the Machine plays a concert on Wall Street, and the swelling crowds cause the markets to close early for security reasons. You look up from your desk to find the film agent and the foreign rights agent, two colleagues that have, like everyone at Ober, come to seem like family. The agents smile and hand you the facts from Bloomsbury, USA, with the offer for We're So Famous. Word leaks out quickly, and everyone congratulates you. Your new editor emails to say he's faxed the offer, apologizing for the delay, but he was out for two weeks with the flu. Offer in hand, you tell your friends, who all convene at Minetta's in the West Village, to celebrate. A reality show called Who Wants to Marry a Multimillionaire airs to enormous ratings. The contest pits 50 women, one from each state, 
against each other for the chance to marry a millionaire they've never met at the end of the show. The bride is chosen and marries the millionaire right then and there, walking off the set with a three-carat diamond and tens of thousands of dollars in wedding presents. You've been listening to Typical of the Times, Growing Up in the Culture of Spectacle by Jamie Clark, author of the novel Garden Lakes 